Good morning, and welcome to worship. When we live in a sinful world along with other sinful people like ourselves, there are bound to be times when people hurt us and do us wrong. Today, the Lord calls on us to consider his forgiving mercy, and when we're sinned against, to extend that same forgiving mercy to others. Today's gospel reading and our sermon text this morning, Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Then Peter came up and asked Jesus, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother when he sins against me? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, as many as 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle them, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Because the man was not able to pay the debt, his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, children, and all that he owned, to repay the debt. Then the servant fell down on his knees in front of him, saying, Master, be patient with me, and I will pay you everything. The master of that servant had pity on him, released him, and forgave him the debt. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 denarii. He grabbed him and began choking him, saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and begged him, saying, be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and threw the man into prison until he could pay back what he owed. When his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were very distressed. They went and reported to their master everything that had taken place. Then his master called him in and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt when you begged me to. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? His master was angry and handed him over to the jailers until he could pay back everything he owed. This is what my heavenly father will also do to you unless each one of you forgives his brother from his heart. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Lord, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In the name of him who is the King of mercy, the Lord our God, my dear Christian friends, I can never forgive him for what he did to me. Those words ever crossed your lips or hidden somewhere deep inside your heart? Our sinful nature would much rather hold a grudge and exact revenge than offer forgiveness to someone who wronged us. That old saying is absolutely true, to err is human, to forgive is divine. Why do we find it so hard to freely forgive people when they sin against us? Well, part of the problem is that I think there are a lot of faulty notions floating around out there about forgiveness. Too often, I think people tend to view forgiveness as some kind of an extraordinary, heroic effort that you only make in unusual circumstances and rare occasions. Some view forgiveness as something that's just for weak people, sappy people, 
That strong people don't forgive, they get even, they fight fire with fire. Still others, I think, view forgiveness as something that's completely optional. If you feel like forgiving someone, well, that's fine. And if you don't, well, that's okay too. Let's be clear. Those kinds of attitudes are the exact opposite of God's will for us. And Jesus wants to help us with this issue of forgiving others this morning as he shares with us this parable of the unmerciful servant. He is telling this parable to us so that we take in the forgiveness that the Lord has shown to us and give it to others when they sin against us. In other words, the Lord today is teaching us that the forgiven forgive. As we heard last Sunday, Jesus had been teaching his disciples about going and pointing out the sin of a fellow believer in order to lead that person to repentance in the hopes that that person could gain forgiveness from the Lord. Simon Peter was obviously listening very closely to what Jesus had to say, and it triggered a question in his mind. He wondered, how many times do you have to forgive someone when they sin against you? In fact, he ventured a guess. He said to the Lord, is it as many as seven times? Now, the Jewish experts in the law had come up with this. They said, if a man transgresses one time, forgive him. If a man transgresses two times, forgive him. If a man transgresses three times, forgive him. If a man transgresses four times, do not forgive him. So was it that Simon Peter was taking that ruling of the experts in the law and doubling it and throwing in one more for good measure and and thought to himself, well, that ought to do it? If so, Jesus' answer must have hit Peter like a ton of bricks. Jesus said to him, as many as 77 times. Clearly, with that, that answer, Jesus is teaching us that forgiveness is not about keeping track or about keeping score. Instead, he's telling us to forgive without limit, the way that we've been forgiven. In fact, our Lord's love for us makes us ready and willing and able to forgive other people without putting any limits on it at all. Now, in order to drive that point home, Jesus told this parable of the unmerciful servant. He told the story about a servant who owed his master, his king, some money. How much money? 10,000 talents. That was an astronomical amount of money. In fact, experts tell us that when you calculate that, it comes out to 60 million days wages. 60 million days. I don't care how many side jobs this servant was willing to work. I don't care how many years he was given to pay off this debt. There was no way that he could ever possibly be able to repay. You know what it's like to be that far in debt? Actually, you do. And so do I. That's what sin had done to us. This debt in the parable is picturing our sin debt to the Lord our God, our spiritual bankruptcy before him. You know what, even one sin that we commit is more than we could ever make up for before the Lord our God, our ability to repay. 
I mean, think about this. The way that we often, daily, brush God aside and push the ignore button on his will for our lives, doing things he said not to do and leaving undone things he told us to do. Think about the shabby way that we've treated other people, even sometimes people whom we dearly love. Think about the disgusting thoughts and the bad attitudes that we've, we've harbored in our hearts and our minds. Think about the time and the abilities and the opportunities that we've wasted. We have all amassed a sin debt that we could never repay. So the servant fell to his knees and said what he knew full well was impossible. Give me some more time and I'll pay back what I owe. The king clearly knew that wasn't going to happen. And so the king told him, look, I'm forgiving your debt. I'm wiping it out completely. Tell you what, don't worry about paying me back. You don't owe me a dime. And did you notice what motivated the king to do that? Verse 27 says, the master of that servant had pity on him, released him, and forgave him the debt. This king was filled with a kind and merciful, forgiving heart. The point of this parable is clear, I pray. Friend, God wants you to know that he has forgiven your sin debt completely. That enormous, incalculable debt that your sins had racked up, God has wiped out. And and why did he do that? It's not because God knew that you were just such a fine person. It's not because we promise God that we will try harder and do better. It's never because we vow to do some kind of good things to make up for our bad things. God doesn't even forgive us because he sees how very sorry we are for our sins. God knows everything. He knows that we are as unable to pay back our sin debt as this fellow servant was unable to pay back this enormous debt he had racked up. Why does God forgive us? God forgives us because he's all about mercy and grace, undeserved love. God forgives us for the sake of his own beloved son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who paid that sin debt with his holy, precious blood when he went to the cross. There Jesus suffered the punishment that should have been ours, and he suffered all the way until he was able to say, It is finished. That word that Jesus spoke from the cross was a word that that back in his day they also used to tell people your debt has been paid in full. That's why God forgives us freely, mercifully, graciously, because Jesus paid our sin debt. 1 John 1, verse 7 says it like this, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. The bill is paid, the guilt is gone, the debt forgiven. You are free and righteous and clear in Christ Jesus. That, dear friend, is the fundamental teaching of God's great gospel. Well, you talk about a golden opportunity to pay it forward, right? We find that this now debt-free servant had a fellow servant who owed him an amount of money that was microscopic by comparison. It was 100 denarii. That would have been worth a, a couple or a few months' wages. 
What a chance for him to pay it forward, right? Hey, listen, I just had this enormous debt forgiven by the king, and I want to come and show that same kind of kindness to you. I'll, I'll just forgive you the debt, the money that you owe me, right? Wrong. He grabbed him and began choking him, saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and begged him, saying, be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and threw the man into prison until he could pay back what he owed. What? This man refused to show some kindness and mercy to that fellow servant? How could anyone be so callous? He had just been forgiven a multi-billion dollar debt. He ought not turn around and refuse mercy to someone whose, whose debt is actually 600,000 times less. I mean, this guy makes you sick, right? Who does that? We do. We have been forgiven this enormous debt. And yet we're so often so slow to extend that same forgiveness to others. We find it difficult, don't we, to copy the forgiveness of our king. Why is it so difficult for us to forgive? Why is it that we have such trouble remembering to pray or remembering God's promises or remembering to carry out God's will in our lives, but we find it so easy to completely remember something horrible that someone said or did to us 15 years ago? Why is it that we can turn around and get angry about something and hold a grudge and refuse to have anything to do with someone else from that point on? Why is it so difficult for us to forgive people who have sinned against us? We find the answer in this parable. Why did that servant find it so hard to show mercy to his fellow servant? It's clearly because he failed to recall the enormous mercy that the king had showed to him. Why do we sometimes have a tough time forgiving people who sin against us? Because we fail to remember just how big a debt our king has forgiven us. And when we do that, we slip into that false self-righteous mentality and fail to realize that we are poor, miserable sinners just like those who sinned against us. But a refusal to forgive comes clearly from a lack of appreciation of the wonderful grace and mercy of our God. When we refuse to forgive people who sin against us, friends, we are this unmerciful servant. Seems pretty hypocritical, right, that the forgiven should refuse to forgive? Jesus sounded a very serious, very blunt warning at the end of our text. He describes the horrible torture given to that unmerciful servant, and that is a torture that is meant to vividly remind us of the everlasting punishment of hell. And then Jesus says to us, this is what my heavenly Father will also do to you unless each one of you forgives his brother from his heart. Earlier in his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus put it like this, if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. 
See, see, if a forgiven sinner has an unwillingness to forgive others or a desire to withhold mercy from others or a need to seek revenge or to enjoy some retaliation, that can only mean that God's forgiving mercy means little or nothing to him. And that ultimately becomes a sign of unbelief. An unbelief that puts us under the sentence of judgment from our holy God. Forgiving others isn't optional for a believer. It's an essential ingredient in the Christian life. The forgiven, forgive. Those words that I spoke at the opening of the sermon, I can never forgive you for what you did to me. Those are words that should never be spoken by a believer when someone sins against them. So is there any hope for us? Of course there is. But friend, it isn't found inside of us. Forgiving others is not just a matter of trying harder to do better. It's not even coming to the realization that we're wasting time and energy and happiness in holding on to a grudge. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Our help when it comes to this difficult work of forgiving those who sin against us comes from the cross of our precious Savior. Our help comes from reminding ourselves of the limitless forgiveness that God has shown to us. And here in the Bible, over and over again, God emphasizes for us the beautiful nature of his forgiveness. The Lord has gone on record telling us that though our sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. The Lord tells us that our sins, because of his mercy, are covered. The Lord has told us that he's taken all of our sins and cast them into the depths of the sea. The Lord tells us that he's removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. That he chooses to forgive our sins and remember them no more. That's the forgiveness that God has shown us. That's the forgiveness that God calls on us to show to others who sin against us. So let's keep searching our hearts and lives. Is there someone in your life whom you're struggling to forgive? Pray about that. Pray for that person. Spend time at the cross. But forgive the debt. Let it go. Do that by recalling the the enormous debt that God has forgiven you? Are there those whom you have flat out decided that you will simply not forgive? Give some attention to the words of Jesus this morning. Hear his warning. Recognize your sinful unwillingness to forgive and confess it and repent of it and go back to the cross and get into the word and there you will find the strength and the mercy and the grace that you need to forgive from your heart, to copy the forgiveness of your king. A couple hundred years ago, a pastor by the name of Horace Bushnell said this, Forgiveness is man's greatest need and God's greatest accomplishment. Friend, thank God that he has forgiven, canceled that huge sin debt that you owed. Compelled by his mercy, driven by his love, let's love one another and in stunned and grateful joy Let us, the forgiven, freely forgive. Amen.